TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 429, and I'm Libya, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yusan, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. Hi, this is David in Los Angeles. I'm an assistant editor. I work on scripted TV shows. Ha! Congratulations! <laughs> Yay! And hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. All right, let's start off with the news. First up, I have that Ruby Rose from Batwoman has been injured and had to be rushed to have emergency neck surgery after a stunt. Whoa. Oh, wow. you got to start being ca- more careful with these stunts. Jeez. I know, and a neck that's surgery. That's what stunt people are for. Yeah, exactly. Especially your lead. Right, that's, so I don't that's know how that's... stunt people. I don't know how that's going to stop production, slow down what's going to go on, but they've at least filmed up to episode six if not further, because that's how far we are in our show. Um, but I feel like instead of getting the episode eight for the Christmas break, they're probably going to get only to like episode six for the Christmas break to give her time to heal before they go back to shooting. Mm. So, because uh, they didn't make it seem like she's paralyzed or anything. They just said they had emergency surgery and it seemed like she was fine, but she's still going to need time to recover. From a uh, neck injury? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, She's been in that bad neck forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We don't even know what it is. You guys are... <laughs> if, if you've ever had a neck injury, you know it just doesn't go away for good. Like, in her 40s or 50s, she'll have arthritis in that yep. neck. I feel terrible for her. Yeah. Terrible. Wow, thank you. That's now depressing. All right, the next piece of news I have... Now that everybody feels bad. <laughs> Moving along. Orshrik uh, Chan, Chow? Chow. Chow, Chow. I can't read my own handwriting. Sorry, uh, has been cast as the second Adam, and you guys know him as Kevin from Supernatural. He will play Ryan Choi. Yay! Yeah. So huh. um, now, he's repla- we kn- They think he's replacing Brandon Routh. Do we know if he's going to be a permanent fixture on Legends? We do, we do not. They, this is all speculation. He's he's been cast in the crisis, right? And so they're thinking that because Brandon Ralph is leaving, leaving mm-hmm. that maybe he's going to join the cast. And I I missed him from television, so that that would be cool. He's great. He's good. He's a great yeah, choice. He's for very Ryan. good. He's what a great this? choice for Ryan Joy. For, you only you have to watch Supernatural. Did you watch Supernatural? I know, but what, no. What's the actor's name? Uh, Osric Chow. There you go. Uh, next piece of news I have is Ghost Rider has been the Ghost Rider series order is dead at Hulu. They had producer conflicts. Uh, the showrunner and the head of Hulu could not agree on something, and I'm not sure what it was, but they couldn't reconcile it, and so the show's been canceled before it even started. Um, and it got picked up straight to series, so that's crazy. I mean, I really yeah. feel bad for the lead guy because he's like, I got yeah, a job. And well, if he if he was pay or play, <laughs> he might have got he paid. Might've, he might have gotten paid, but we don't know. He he yeah. could have just been screwed. And it's Hulu, so he probably wasn't pay or play. Uh, Arrowverse uh, has a spinoff that will center around uh, Arrow's daughter, who's been center all... on. What's her name? Uh, Catherine McNamara, Mia, Mia Queen, or Mia go. Smoke. Yeah, so she's been in the flash forwards for those five people who are still watching Arrow. <laughs> um, it, it will also star Katie Cassidy Rogers and Juliana Harkavy. So Black Siren and, and Black Canary currently. Oh, I don't like Black. Never mind. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the working title for the spinoff is Canaries. It would be set in the not so distant future. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because she's not an adult until the future, so that makes sense. That is correct. Uh, Jared Padalecki has been cast in the reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger, called <laughs> which will be called Ranger. No, yeah, it's just going to be called Walker. Sorry. It's just going to be called Walker. <laughs> and uh, I find that hilarious, but sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Why not? Oh yeah. my gosh. What? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take the slightly less talented of the uh Winchester brothers and cast him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give that a hard pass. Uh, and then, apparent, Tom told me this is old news, but it just came out anyway, especially after Fleabag just won all the Emmys uh, for season two. They uh, Amazon has not reconsidered their cancellation of the show, so it's still canceled. Oh, my God. They did, yeah, sign, they did sign her to a development deal, though. Yeah, but yeah. No, no Fleabag season three. Yeah. Weird. Bum, bum, bum. Yep. Once uh, it gets picked up by a different network. They can't. A lot of those streaming services, they sign an exclusivity deal. So you have to like wait five years before you can go somewhere else. That's annoying. I know. But that's why they do it. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you have news. Yes. Also from the CW, Willa Holland will return for a few episodes as Thea Queen in the season 10 of Arrow. Isn't she Tom... dead again? No, she's out of town. Whatever. Uh, Don't give all the Crisis on Infinite Earth news, because I really didn't want to know that. Well, the big Crisis news is Tom Welling and Erica Durance from Smallville are returning. Well, okay. Michael well, I, just, I just said don't give all the Crisis on Infinite No! Dude, they, this was huge on the interwebs. It was I everywhere, know. pretty much. It I was know. everywhere. I've been, I personally have been trying to dodge it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Ashley Scott from Birds of Prey who played Huntress, because, you know, that's like a minor piece of news. They're, yeah. they're pulling out all the stops. They're ba- yes, they're, was... there's the news. Let's just say they're pulling out all the stops, and you'll be surprised by all the people you'll see on Crisis. How about that? <laughs> you might you be know... surprised by the one you won't see, because they couldn't make a deal with Lex. Yeah, well, they, were they, not they called him when he's visiting his grandpa in a convalescent home and said, we don't have a script, we don't have a date, we don't have an offer, but will you do it, and we need an answer now. <laughs> You you He's cannot like, fault him for saying no. Absolutely not. Jeez, that's just crazy talk. It is. Uh, Freeform has canceled Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionist, after season one. HBO Max has cast Justice Smith and a whole bunch of uh, young talents to join Martha Plimpton in their high school series drama Generation. Ray Romano and Kristen Milioti have been cast as leads in Made for Love. Uh, Marvel Television is in, a bit of, in, is in a bit of a quandary now that Marvel Studios is wrapping up their television arm with all these series for Disney+. Plus. Uh, Marvel Television re- did the Netflix series, which are all canceled now. And they also did Legion, Legion. which is canceled. And they also did uh, the one on Fox with uh, Vampire Bill. The Gifted, which is canceled. The only thing they have left is Runaways for Hulu and Cloak and Dagger for Freeform. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is done. I mean, and, it, has and, one and more, Agent, it has one more season, but it's over. They have one more se- season, but they finished shooting. Right. Uh, so people are wondering what's gonna, if it's going to fold or fold into or whatever. It makes more sense uh, to fold into, but... But yeah. I mean, but Fahey was like, he hated the fact that they were separate and he had no control over it. And now mm-hmm. he has control over it. So, yeah. And he's the win. He's the, he's the golden goose guy. He, he, he is the goose that keeps on laying golden eggs. Right. So uh, I think they'll just let him do what he wants. Uh, Netflix has announced that BoJack Horseman will end with season six. Uh, Ryan Murphy's Hollywood adds Jim Parsons and Dylan McDermott to their cast. Showtime has picked up on Becoming a God in Central Florida for season two. Yay. An adaptation of Spoonbenders, a, 19, a 2017 novel, has been given a serious commitment with, with Greg Berlanti executive producing oh, as if he, he doesn't have enough on his plate. And finally, Fleabag and Sherlock's Andrew Scott has been cast as the lead in their Tom Ripley series. What's the, like Ripley, casting. believe it or not? No, as in the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Your friendly neighbor <laughs> doing that. Oh yeah, he's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, something well, about his eyes. Ugh, he's creepy. <laughs> I find him disturbing. All right, let's move on. Let's start talking about the shows. And we are not only on the clock; we're on the super clock. All right, first up, we're going to talk about nine one one. Go. Uh, it was the episode that the main story was just that Buck is back from his injuries and. But he still can't go back to, to active duty, and then he's, he goes to pout in the corner. Uh, what would you guys think of the episode? I thought uh, it was a little it was a little strange because people weren't really in their normal roles. They were kind of trying to get back to things after recovering from trauma oh, I mean, and stuff. And Buck was really the only one that was doing that. Who else was doing that? 
What's his name and what's her name? <laughs> uh, you know. I don't know who you're talking about. Well, I don't know. And I guess I'm just, when did, uh, what's her name come back to the, uh, to the 911 center? She, she was gone, wasn't she? That was when the stabbing happened. That was in the middle of last season. So she's been back for a while. Eh, I don't know. It's the first episode of the season. I'm trying to remember what I saw and when I saw it, but it feels like a long time ago. But anyway, it all gets mushed together. Um, anyway, I thought, uh, I felt sad for Buck, but, uh, um, I don't know that, uh, that everybody was sympathetic enough to him. That's true. They all just pretty much said, suck it up, take a desk job. You'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, get off your butt. But I mean, I actually thought the best thing that anybody said to him was the other firefighter with the son who has, um, I don't know what his son has exactly, but he, he basically said, my son never feels sorry for himself. So what right right do you have? And I was like, uh, solid. Um, like he's the only person that when he criticized Buck, I felt like he was coming from a place that made sense. Everybody else was kind of just like, dude, just get over it. And like you're right. And they didn't feel particularly sympathetic. But I actually did think that him just sleeping in bed all day made no sense either. Um, right. So, it didn't, it didn't do anything to, to make me feel like they were bonding. You know, it wasn't a very bonding episode. It was no. a kind of dis- disjointed episode or whatever. But it's so all it was, the lead up to the big tsunami that happens at the very well, end. Well, yeah, that's the nice cliffhanger at the end. And, and you're like, what? what? <laughs> now I want to watch the second episode. Which right, is exactly right, what right. Want. Exactly what they want. They want you to watch the next episode. But I thought it was a good beginning for the season. It wasn't, and they always have, I like, I, I like 911 when it has a bunch of little cases and they have to solve little problems. And I'm mm. not as usual as excited for the big epic earthquake, whatever. Mm. So the tsunami hasn't really got me super excited because it breaks the formula for me. But apparently it brings in great ratings, so that's why they're doing it. So I'm curious. I'm yeah, curious. I'm curious too. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Barb. Barb? Bob Hart's Abishola, and it is a sitcom on CBS, and it's basically about this sock salesman. Oh, he has—he owns a company, and he has a heart attack, and he meets this uh, Nigerian nurse in the hospital, and he just kind of latches on to her and decides that she's the new love of his life, and it, he awkwardly attempts to court her. And Allison, you did not enjoy that episode, correct? I did not laugh or even smile once. Um, it was it was it was painful to watch. It was amateurishly made. It was I, and and they had this painful laugh track that just reminds you how absolutely track. awful it is. Because I mean, the, the, the you just hear this canned laughter exploding over anything and everything, including things that shouldn't be funny at all. Like he's, he gets on a phone call with his Chinese supplier and he starts speaking Mandarin to him. And this, uh, there's this explosion of laughter as if, you know, I That's guess a white guy speaking Mandarin yeah. should be hilariously funny. Um, but it was, it, I mean, you know the the actors are all good. The actors are very good, and and I I felt sorry for them stranded in this because the writing is just painfully terrible. Well, here's where I'm going to disagree with you uh, about most of it, except the fact that I thought that the actors were really good. I thought it was charming, and I hate comedies. There are very few comedies that I find entertaining. And uh, what I really I liked about this one is it was going into this uh, Nigerian family. You see her interactions with her overprotective aunties, and she she gets to speak Yoruba in the episode. I really like that. And I thought that his attempts to woo her were clumsy and goofy, but it fit his character. And it was and it was not done aggressively, which I think would have completely turned her off. So I like the slow roll of his attempts to charm her. And I, th- I found it charming. And I'm not saying I laughed every time I didn't. Because it, it, generally speaking, I don't laugh at comedies. Um, so I didn't laugh a- out loud a great deal, but I found that I was smiling a lot. And I, just, I smiled my way through the whole, pretty much the whole pilot. The only part that I didn't really like was the part where he's back at his plant or the office with his family and they're all squabbling like that's, that's supposed to be funny. And it wasn't 
So I think that's the big weakness of the show is his parents and his siblings arguing and bickering. That's just not interesting at all. But anytime he's with Abishola, anytime she's with her family and her son and teaching him, he was like, can I, can I, you know, join the track team? It'll be, you know, it'll be fun. And she's like, you know, it'd be fun as you being a doctor. And I was like, oh, that's not super funny, but I get the, I get where she's going with it. So I liked it. Uh, and I'm probably going to keep watching it. So there you go. Split decision. Bum, bum, bum. You guys decide. Uh, let's move on to Emergence. Uh, ne- that That's the big supernatural show of the mix that we have this season. On or regular- science fiction. Uh, there you go. Supernatural. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Uh, Tom, you speak first about this one. What do you think? I heart this cast it's a great <laughs> cast you know it's 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 not it's not the most unique premise but the cast has so much goodwill the showrunners um it's um, is it michelle fisakis and tara butters or did i get that backwards i don't remember. they were the showrunners on agent carter oh okay i like them but i mean between the cast between the showrunners the production value is great i love that they didn't try to make owen yeoman use an american accent that they kept them british so oh, right, I mean, he, he, he struggled with it cute. on the last show, yeah. And the little girl's cute. <laughs> she's so. talented too, because I got to meet her, and she's nothing like the character she's playing. So she's she like was bouncing off the walls when I met her at Comic Con. Oh, interesting. And, and she just like had so much energy, and it was so funny. I think we asked her one question, and she just talked for five minutes and we were enraptured all of us were, all of the all the adults were just standing there just staring at her with our mouths hanging open and she was amazing and when she finished we clapped like she finished her interview and finished whatever she was saying the whole table just clapped for her she's so good so i am 100 percent sold on her if nothing yeah, but, else but yeah she without was, oh go ahead. she's very impressive she's gonna be something i mean she has the capacity to be something really Really good because uh, you don't see that many child actors with this much talent. I think. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's yeah. funny that Allison Tolman is playing <laughs> playing a law, you know, a police officer again. Except for again, that. yes, she's the chief. But man, she and Clancy Brown and Donald Faison is the ex husband and yep. the little girl who plays their daughter. I mean, yep. every all of them. They're it's good. A great cast. cast. Yeah, they're oh really God. good. The only way that this could fail is if, for some reason, the storyline falls on his face. But yeah. I'm curious. I mean, they haven't grabbed me story-wise yet, but I I am definitely willing to give this show two, three more episodes for them to grab me. Yeah, I have to say, you know, I mean, premise-wise, it's so much like so many things we've seen already, Mm -hmm. like The Passage, and I forget Mm -hmm. the name of the other thing where the, the, the... Cross, the crossover the, or the cross crossover, yeah. yeah. It's, the crossing, you know, we're, the we're crossing that was it. Protecting some, you know, special little girl and that kind of thing. And, and so I wasn't really that jazzed to see this. In fact, I forgot all about it and you had to remind me. I had to, you know, get it off some other source. But <laughs> I was really impressed with how they actually handled it because the writing is top notch. The dialogue is all is all great. Of course, the cast is fantastic. Um, I love seeing Allison Tolman again in a lead. Um, she was she was amazing in Fargo, and so seeing her in this was great. But I, I so I I really wasn't expecting that much because it's just so much like things we've seen already. But they approach it so well and so intelligently, and I've already got the sense of who these characters are as people, as individuals. And they really do act like real human beings. Like I, at no point did I find myself saying, which I usually do in these kinds of situations that, Oh, no human being would actually react. (laughs) Right. I think, I think Alison Tolman is, 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 uh, excellent at that. Exactly. That being a real person. And I'm great. I'm glad to see her get this shot because it's, it's a real break for her to have that lead. Um, and you're right. The cast is great. I love to see Clancy Brown in anything. He's just, I'm glad he's still around and doing stuff. Um, and he's Mr. Uh, Krabs on SpongeBob. No, that's true. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't watch SpongeBob, so I'm not sure of that. But, uh, <laughs> lucky you. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I, I, I have a, a fondness from him for, from, uh, Buckaroo Banzai back in the, uh, the old days, but, uh, and Highlander, but, uh, 
Um, but anyway, and I think it's a great cast. I think they're they're doing a great job. And I think to some extent, all the stories have been told that we're here seeing anyway to some extent to to a degree. It's like it's the same story whether there are a lot of different details different or some or you know few details different. Sometimes you don't want to see the same thing exactly, but it's the same same old story basically. And whether they do a good job of presenting it is really more to the point. I think. Right. Right. Correct. All right. We're, I think we're unanimously giving this a thumbs up. Woohoo! Yep. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Mixish, and eh, this is this is a period sort of a period comedy. So it's but it's talking about a subject matter that I feel has already been discussed. So so it's almost it feels like it's not even really relevant. It's a weird thing. Like in the eighties, it would have absolutely been relevant. But I almost feel like now, and they even tell you in the pilot that this is not an issue really anymore. But it was back in the 80s. And it sounds like, so why are we watching it now? Um, And it wasn't really that great. I thought the child actors in this particular case were not that good. Oh, I I disagree about the child actors. I thought they were great. Mm. Um, My issue, and this this is... they made a very strange casting choice with this. Now, Anders Holm was the father originally in the in the original backdoor pilot from last season on Blackish. Right. At the last minute, basically, they weren't happy with him, and they found out Mark Paul Consular's show didn't get picked up. Yeah, and they replaced so him they, very quickly, yes. So they didn't air the backdoor pilot last season. They aired it as the pilot this season and recast him. But don't get me wrong. I love Tika Sumter. But T- when who's they Tika cast Sumter? An- Tika Sumter plays uh, the mom. The, the mom in okay. the past, in the present, we've seen Anna Devere Smith play the same character, and Anna Devere Smith is much lighter complected than Tika Sumter. And when a show is delving into those types of issues about colorism within the black community, I don't think that was a good casting choice. I didn't remember that, but okay. Yeah, word for it. Because when they're talking about. I mean, if you go back to the episodes that Anna Devere Smith has has appeared in, and there are specific episodes of Blackish where where Bo and Ruby are talking about colorism in yep, the black community, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it was just a weird casting choice to make. That said, if they can figure out what this show is going to be about, and it's kind of like the young Sheldon for the Blackish universe, Gary Cole is a Stitch's grandpa. Oh, he's great. He's fantastic. He's like the best thing about it, to be honest. He's the best thing in the show. I mean, and the thing is, Mark Paul Gosselaar can play it straight. He can play comedy. He didn't, they didn't give him a lot of funny stuff to do. No, he they was just basically gave him, just he's, he's the sounding board. Yeah. He was basically the sounding board for a very didactic lecture on, you can say you don't see color, but I and your children don't have that luxury. And right. it's like, okay, message received. However, now what? Kawa, <laughs> you need to do more for this series and for them to lead off the night, you know, for the, for them to have this show at nine instead of at nine thirty, I thought that was a bold choice. I would have put blackish at nine and put mixed dish at nine thirty. Right. I don't know. I mean, I'll keep watching yeah. because I like, I like the cast. I wish them well. It's an interesting <laughs> topic, but it was not a great pilot. Mm-mm, it was not. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about This Is Us. And this was a weird way to start the season. They had that, large... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's called Strangers, and we basically start the episode with a bunch of people we don't know. And we stay with them for the hour. And I was like, okay, I understand the concept. Like, I understood the setup. Like, once they set up about, yes, two strangers meet and they change each other's lives. I was like, okay. And I get that. But, man, it was hard. Because I was like, where are my people? Where, where's the family? Like, what, what are mm-hmm. we doing? It um, took a long time to get to those people to connect. It really to- did. Yes, it, 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 it took to the end of the episode, the, really. Except for the flashback or the, the past storyline of Jack and Rebecca when when right. Jack meets, meets the dad. Rebecca's parents. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. you know, the thing is what they were clearly trying to recapture the magic of episode one, season one, where they mm-hmm. really did the same thing, where we're looking yep. at all these different people in, you know, all celebrating their birthday. But otherwise, it's like, OK, how do these people relate to each other? And then at the very, very, very end, you suddenly realize, oh, 
we're watching this through the prism of time and these are the parents and these are the kids we're just watching different eras and that was fantastic for the first season but you can only surprise people like that once (laughs) right so So now we're just sitting around waiting for the reveal we're like okay yeah, we're tapping our fingers and we're saying okay i know they're going to be related to them somehow but get to the point already because i'm bored and it's a tough tightrope to walk to to bring something new and keep the expectation of a continuation of the story and the characters, you know, but uh, it was difficult to watch a little bit. And I get what they were trying to do. And, and when you get to the end, I was like, okay, I get it. But man, did we have to spend the whole episode to get there? Like, I feel like the, introducing us, what they should have done was introduce us to these people over a couple of episodes. You could have mm-hmm. spread that story over a couple of episodes while we were still with our cast. Yeah. Uh, and I, it's not I that think. I didn't like the new characters. I did. I actually like the new characters. I just, I miss, I was just sitting there like, okay, where are my characters? Where are my peeps? Yeah. Yep. You know? Where See, my actually, I thought, I thought that they were trying so hard to stuff so much about these characters into this one episode that I really didn't relate to too much of any of these characters. Uh, the soldier a little bit. Um, I think she's probably the best developed well, I mean, it's, of, of it's, new it's, characters. And, that's because and the it's the actor. actor. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> they're, they're that too. But the uh, well, you know, the the one who plays the 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 kid with the with the yeah, baby. He's from he's, he's from he's, a... he's from when they see us, and right. he was amazing yeah. in that. Um, so it's not from a lack of talent. It's just the fact that I they they were not given good material to introduce their characters with. They they are so sketchy right now as characters that I just can't relate to them. They're more archetypes than people. Well right now yeah, but because they haven't interacted with people we care about and we that that is what really they needed. And they needed exactly. to get to that. Yeah. The um I have I have a comment and then a question. My comment is my favorite of the three new sets of character introductions was the introduction to Future Jack. Oh right. Yeah. Just because I thought Evidently, he's a very inexperienced actor, but he is really blind. But I thought he was—he had a very good natural style, and I thought I bought into the relationship between him and his girlfriend. The only yeah, thing there was this mis- one moment where I actually thought he wasn't blind. I thought he was faking. Oh no, 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 no he is. I know, but the, yeah, the, I actually uh, had to look him up because it looked like he was making eye contact with people. There was a <laughs> no. There was a point where he comes into his apartment and his dog is by the door. And the yeah, dog doesn't do true, anything. Yeah. The dog doesn't do anything at all. And he looks down. and He goes. Hey girl, blah blah blah. I was like, how'd you know the dog was there? Like, I was like, that was weird. But <laughs> yeah, I noticed is, the same thing too. Oh, my and question by the way, is, as well, sorry, oh, go ahead. Do we think that Jennifer Morrison's character is going to be connected to Kevin? Yes, because he's going to oh, meet yeah. her when he comes to bail out the uncle. Yes. Gotcha. Oh, by love interest. Oh, really? By the way, her husband—that was Nick Wexler from the original Roswell. The original sheriff's son from the original uh, Roswell. He looked vaguely familiar. Okay. Yeah, that's but right. I, I mean, it, what was weird about that situation was I understood he wanted to protect his son because she hit him. Like, I totally get he wants to protect his son. But I also understand, like, dude, she has PTSD. Like, you can't was... tr- treat her the same way that you would treat just some drunkard whatever. Like, I felt like he just dumped her, you know? It was, I, under, it was, it was way underwritten. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, "That's weird." That was a weird reaction for. I think he was at the end. Go ahead. He was at the end of the rope, end of his rope, and it had been a repeated thing. But we didn't really see a lot of that. It just yeah, kind of it felt like which it... is which is what goes back to what I said that you know they tried to cram so much into so little time right. that we really didn't get any sense of development of the characters. Right. Just things right. happened, and that's right. I, I just thought it was an overreaction of him kicking her out of the house. I was like, "Whoa." Uh, yeah. was anybody, was I am anybody interested else? to see where the characters go, though. So I thought it was, um, it, you know, yeah, I agreed that at first I was going, okay, what are they trying to do here? Because I know they did like the the Thanksgiving special. They did like a like a, a separate storyline with the football player, and so I thought they might have been going for that. But the fact that at the end everyone kind of tied together, I am interested to to find out what happens with the characters. Oh, I am too. I just think that they. The way that they did it here was just not the... I don't think that was necessarily the best way. But I am interested in the characters, and I am... I want to see my big three back, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it was it just me, or was anybody else feeling deja vu when when uh, Jack was meeting uh, uh, Rebecca's parents? Was that a scene that they already did, or... No. Or they have not done that new. yet. No. no. 
then that, that's weird because I swear everything that happened I knew was going to happen, and, uh, and it was just a, this deja vu moment. You oh, no, can it was see the, the future. The, the script was on autopilot. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, By yeah. the way, you know, you mentioned the dog before, and it just it, it reminded me. It did. Was anybody else bothered by the fact that we were apparently supposed to believe that a full-grown Pomeranian grew up into a Samoyed? What? I actually thought that was weird. I, I was like, that was not, not a puppy. Just me. I was yeah. that was so strange because I was like, that's not a puppy. Why? Why is it now a different dog? Like, I, I was like, did he get a different dog? Like, that was so strange. All right, let's I know. Move on. I was so confused. <laughs> let's move on. Let's they recast in the middle of the episode. <laughs> there you go. All right. No one will notice. It's uh, fine. Next up, we're going to talk about Stumptown, and that's the new Colby Smothers pilot uh, vehicle. Vehicle, ha <laughs> ha! They're in a car. Uh, <laughs> but I will say they did my least favorite trick ever at the start of this, which is they do a weird, a big action sequence, and then they go three days earlier. And I, if yeah. I never see uh, yeah. that again in life, it will be too soon. So fun overused. fact. Sometimes so that is done intentionally. Sometimes they do that when the episode's not oh, working. I know that. <laughs> and it creates suspense. I am aware of how how they do it. I hate it. I hate it so The first time, first couple times I ever saw it, I thought it was cool. And now I'm so over it. No one should ever write that in their script again. Um, so I have a petition for that. What you're doing, Memento. Memento, it worked. Well, that's because the whole episode was backwards. Exactly. Like, that's why that worked, but never mind. Okay, my whole point is, okay, other than that, I really did like this pilot. It was, Colby Smulders did a really so good job good. of introducing her character and making me like her and making her interesting. And um, and I like the fact that she wasn't like a PI at first. Like, because I thought that's, we were going to jump into the story and she was already a PI running a business, whatever. But no, she's just like hanging out and somebody asked her to do a favor. And I like you get to see the beginning of her trying to become that. So I thought that was pretty cool. Others, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I thought um, the same. I, I was I was really impressed with, I, and I was not expecting really much because I figured, oh, okay, it's another detective thing. But I just I think the characters themselves were really engaging. I really liked the actors in the show, and they just paced it really really well and added a few little twists that i appreciated so i was i was suitably entertained i i really enjoyed the show and i'm definitely going to be keeping up with it you son you wanted to talk um i think i liked it less than you guys um no. i i didn't <laughs> i didn't dislike it at all um but you know i i i liked all the actors and um you know i think uh what allison was saying about the 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 characters that they they um how they how they wrote them and and who they were the indian reservation the casino all of that i thought that was interesting um we haven't seen that a lot that world and i thought it was really interesting how she stressed about how they have no jurisdiction uh you know there and i thought that was it was a very small thing but still it was just interesting it was different um but i found it very predictable i knew for i just knew that the the boyfriend of the kidnapped girl was in on it you know i, I mean i didn't i didn't find anything particularly new about it but I do like Colby's um, acting. I like the way, you know, Smulders, I like the way that she, uh, her character's written. The, the only thing that concerns me, and I mean, time will tell, is I mentioned this to you earlier. Um, I thought the teasers for the new season, uh, for the season throughout the season, it seemed obviously like they were showing teasers for more than one episode. Mm -hmm. It's And I get that she was this and now she's, you know, going to be a PI for the rest of it. But I, I'm hoping it's not a bait and switch because the first episode seemed the tone and the and the directing direction directing was kind of like tense and kind of slightly dark. She has the PTSD and, you know, it's it's there's a lot of violence. I mean, that the fight scenes between her and the, the kidnappers kind of were very gritty. I mean, for ABC TV. Um, but um, but the trailer, the teasers seem to make it seem like they really stress the comedy like there it seemed like it was going to be sillier and and funner more fun but uh -huh. i i don't know that i'm gonna like that so i definitely be will be will be tuning in and i did not hate it but i didn't love it the way it, it sounds like all you guys did so i mean yeah 
I, okay. I did notice that there there seems to be like a shift in in format because they do introduce Donald Logue, who Ooh, I, I love. love right. By the way, I think I he's terrific. Him. Yeah. But uh, yeah. clearly, he plays a huge part in the. If we're supposed to take the uh, teasers, you know, at face value, he yeah. plays a huge part in the rest of the series. He doesn't even show up or be mentioned in in the pilot. Yeah, but that happens I, I, a lot, though. You know that. Yeah, but it just it feels like there is going to be like a big shift in tone and format um, after this. So yeah, I do. I'm not going to say I'm. I don't like it because I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, right. I I did I'm feel I, I was kind of worried. I was a little nervous. Well, we when need I to saw move, we need to move on. Unless anybody else have a comment, we got to move on. I, I loved it. I got a quick <laughs> comment. I wasn't interested in the show because I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't see the the, the uh, promos or whatever. But uh, when uh, Libya, you said, "Oh, you should watch this show. It's great." And I said, "Okay, well, I'll take give it a try." And I did like it. Um, I thought there was several things though. It was weird because like Jake Johnson in a bar reminded me so much of new girl. I'm like thinking of that character and it was hard to, for me yes. to break him out of there. And yes. uh, what's his name? Michael Ely from uh, almost human. I think I, I, that's my last recollection of him and, and uh, just t- trying to take these characters or the, the actors into new characters takes a while, but I'm, I'm sure it'll happen uh, as they go through the season and I'll, I'll, I'll adapt. But, um, and I like the fact that they're, you know, it's another, uh, strike towards diversity uh, casting with the little brother uh, character, and I think that's always a good thing. Um, so, I mean, I, I enjoyed it, and I it, it came out of nowhere for me, so I wasn't really thinking about it. I don't love the the title, but I get what the title means now, so it's like I didn't thought of that or, or made that connection. So it's uh, you know kind of a surprise that I liked it, and I'll see how it, uh, how it goes. It won't be on my top of the list, but I'll watch it. All right, uh, moving on. Next up, we're going to talk about Evil... And I will say this off the top of the... This is a CBS drama that's supposed to be kind of a X-Files, but for demons. So you have your priest in training, um, hunting down exorcisms, and then you've got your... Skept- you got two skeptics in this case. And uh, then you're just like, go! And I will have to say, I'm going to have to pass on this one. For- what? Oh, wait, really? Let, let, let me explain. One... Uh, the sequence where they had the demon sitting on this woman's chest and like whispering crazy stuff to her, I had to fast forward because it freaked me the heck out. I oh. don't think I can watch this show because uh, it's a li- it actually is scary, uh, and I don't re- I don't like legit being scared. So it, it was it was a little bit past my comfort level. Um, and if you tell me that the next episodes are not that scary, that's great. And and it has cast of people I like. I really, I really like. Oh God, what is that dude's name? The guy who played uh, Luke Cage. What is his name? Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter. I like him, but he's he's one of those actors that's okay. Like he was good as Luke Cage, but I don't know if, how much his range is. And he's all right in this role as well. I don't really like the lead woman that much. And of course, I love Michael Emerson, and he's like creepily evil. Um, so it was like half and half for me for the cast, and then it freaked me out at the bedroom scene. And I was like, okay, I can't watch this. So my main concern for pulling out of the show has to do with the fear factor. So if you really like being scared, this might be the show for you. All right, you guys. It's interesting talk. because I, the very scene that you're talking about, it's like you know, I I I thought it was sort of you know appropriately creepy when it started but as soon as the demon identified itself as george it was like i couldn't take it seriously after that. <laughs> oh, funny. i mean you know i was like okay now he's george um how many demons do you meet named george uh so i just it, it was, was like still it sitting on her chest scary. in the middle of the night i can't deal with that yeah but you know i i just and i've had night terrors too but where where you're paralyzed and you know you have a sensation yep. not necessarily have a demon on my chest but yeah i've i've had that experience and it's it's really scary but this somehow didn't really it, it didn't trigger anything for me whatsoever and and the, there was george um but the, the rest of the show i i did enjoy the cast a lot um i like the lead i think she's terrific uh asif manvi surprised oh, me oh right he was good um, yeah yeah he yeah, he really uh-huh. was yeah and what what also surprised me about the the show is that when they got right down to it because i kept expecting okay here's the moment where she she is made the, the disbeliever is made to believe in the supernatural well, it's the x-files you can't do it in the pilot but it well, but you know, there's the moment where they at least get the get the feeling that there's something out there, right? And 
instead they went in the opposite direction and literally everything that was supposed to be supernatural was given a real life rational explanation rational scientific explanation and the thing is he was like did you tell anybody i was like yeah you told your psychiatrist and so then she goes oh wait i told my psychiatrist um yeah i figured they were gonna do that and and so that's i'm not i'm not sold not sold so, well, I, but I, I enjoyed it. The thing that, you know, the um, Michael Emerson, though, I really hope that they give him more, more. to do than twirl his mustache. Because oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, That's all he did. Brilliant yeah. At, yeah, he's brilliant at being evil, but he's such a fantastic actor. What was with the wig? That's Why did they give him a weird wig? I hated it. <laughs> all right. Tom, 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 your thoughts real quick. No, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was suit- suitably creepy. I, I agree with Allison that I wish they had left a little bit more latitude as to whether there were, in fact, supernatural goings on, except for the fact that Michael Emerson does, there's a question about, you know, who he's working for, what he's doing, what he's really doing, because mm-hmm. he seems to be like this nexus of evil, but I thought it was interesting. I like the cast. Okay, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Carol's second act, and uh, Tom, you saw that, right? Yeah, this won't take long. It was amiable. <laughs> I mean, what was it about? Know, what was it about? Um, Patty Heaton plays like a 56-year-old 50, or 55-year-old divorcee who is a resident now at a hospital. So a lot of age jokes. because everybody So it's like the rookie, but she's a doctor? It's like the rookie, except for she's a doctor with a laugh track. Oh, that doesn't sound so, good. So uh, Kyle McLaughlin in a comic turn. So oh, I like him. He's good, so and he might be. A, it seems like they might be having him as a potential love interest. Most of the cast is unknowns, except for in the very last scene, Ashley Tisdale from the High School Musical movies is is Patty Heaton's daughter, and all the interns are a Gaga, and she says, "No, none of you can date my daughter." <laughs> to, to the two guys and the one woman. So. <laughs> You I know, funny. I wish I wish it had been funnier. It was more a few smiles versus actual laughs, but you know. Are you so are you are you telling us we should watch it or are you telling us not to buy it? I might give it another try. But okay, so we'll it, wait it, for you to give it another try before you tell us whether to watch it or not. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. All right, uh next up is Perfect Harmony and uh I can already tell we have varying vastly varying opinions on this one and this is the one starring oh good lord was that man Bradley Whitford Bradley Whitford who I love from uh West Wing and mm-hmm. every other thing he's been in I think he's fantastic and mm-hmm. the trailer looked bad to me and I didn't watch it but then I think Yusin said she watched it she didn't give it a good review but I was now I was curious so I ended up watching it this morning so Yusin what did you think um it pains me to say that um, Bradley Whitford is in something that I don't like. And in fact, I was talking to uh, somebody else uh, the other day and um, I was telling her that we would likely discuss it on the show. And she was like, oh, be kind. You know, he's so great. And I was like, I know he's great, but I must tell the truth. So uh, I, I was like, I, I can't, you know, I cannot lie. Um, I, I don't know where to begin with the show. And I know you still only have three minutes, yes, and I can't take all the You cannot minutes. take all so the time. So this is what right. I'll say. This is what I'll say. Um, it The show is beneath him. Um, oh, <laughs> It's, it's, you know, it's so, oh gosh, it's, it's hackneyed, it's pedestrian, it's hackneyed, it's unoriginal. Um, I didn't like almost any of the characters. Uh, the, the woman who plays basically the lead opposite her, him, um, I, I hear in the, in the Pitch Perfect movies. And True Blood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Of course. And I loved her in both of those. But, you know, let's talk about Pitch Perfect. I mean, it, it, it was perfect casting. I get why they used her. And normally I like her, but she seemed very much a caricature of, of I mean, I know it's a comedy and it can be broad, but um, it just it was so grounded in nothing original or realistic in terms of the characters. And the last thing I will say is this. They, I feel like they really did something very bizarre. And we talked about this, Libya. Um, so many shows now have got to like 
get your attention because there's so much out there. And, um, you know, they, I, I feel like they just try too hard. I mean, his story arc, his arc of his personality and everything was like done in 30 minutes. It wasn't, it's not even a one hour show. He starts off as a curmudgeon. He's seen the light, you know what I mean? And um, for me, I thought I could have really, it, he's such a good actor. If they had written it well, I could have watched an entire series of him kind of, you know, coming into the light, like, you know, him being a curmudgeon and a, and a grieving widower. Um, and it, 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 he could have done it like, but they, they just, I don't know. They don't have faith in the faith. Get it. They don't have faith in the material or wow, whatever wow. it was, but I really, I really feel badly because well, I wanted to really like the show. There aren't enough your time comments. is up. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I agree oh, with yeah. absolutely everything. And it was just such a mess from, from the beginning on. I, I have, it was, it was incompetently done from the yeah. very beginning. You know, you were talking about, oh, his character arc. Well, his, he, he, it was, it amazed me because at the very, very beginning, he's sitting in a car and he literally does like a 90 second info dump in his, yeah. about his character. Literally narrates his his background why, yeah why is he talking himself sitting in the car yeah why and is he talking it's like, himself who are you talking to you're alone in a car and and it's it's so obvious it's it's so lamely done it's so incompetently written that you know that's that is supposed to be his character is this this info dump at the beginning this literally it would have been the synopsis that they handed over right. to the I, actor I, at the I'm beginning gonna, and the whole thing is written like that all the characters are like that they're just yeah. sketches of people I think right, I, okay, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I watched it because of him because I like him and I like him as an actor. But in this show, he did not have whether it was the writing or the or the actors. He did not have an appropriate foil. He did not. He has to be with somebody that is on a par that he can riff off of and go back and forth. Because this one, it felt very uneven. It felt like he had some. There were some clever lines that he had and things, but his quips were like they fell on deaf ears because there was nobody else that was even close on to level. on a par on his level. So it was like, it just felt really weird and unbalanced. And, you know, it was so formulaic. It was, it was like taking little bits and pieces and stereotypical things from other places, putting them together and having a predictable plot. So I wasn't thrilled with it. I, you know, I probably won't watch much of it if, if at all. Um, and it's sad, but, uh, you know, I want to see him in something that, that he's with other people that I that I like that uh, uh-huh. give him a vehicle. All right, Tom. The, yeah. The Tom, only saving grace, yet yes, and amen to everything everybody else has said. The only saving grace was at the very end when they get to the big competition. There's a mashup between the Hallelujah Chorus and the Eye of the Tiger. I thought that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was that fun. Was fun. Yes. That was really fun, but it didn't make any sense because we're supposed the, to believe when, when that they did they have time to do that? That was the only own. thing interesting yeah, in like the whole they, episode. They, they don't need him then. Like, exactly. If the they did all that on their own, yeah, what's going on? I will have to say I'm going to slightly disagree with you guys. I surprisingly, maybe it's because Yusin lowered my expectations so low. But when I actually <laughs> saw it, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying Bradley Woodford. So I actually enjoyed oh. his bits i mean i can't actually disagree with some of the stuff you guys are saying because it was super predictable and it it was stereotypical but i like him and so i actually enjoyed it i'm not saying yeah. i laughed too, but that's why saying... i resented this so it, much because he's just it stranded was, in here it yeah, was not but... it was not very funny but the last scene was a feel good whatever and if you're looking for that you know that's it maybe it's it like, well, like guys guys we gotta we gotta wrap it up we gotta wrap it up so i think overall people are saying no I think that's what Correct. everyone's saying. I yeah, enjoyed a- him, but I can't disagree with their nose. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about Sunnyside. And Yusin said she only watched it because they shot it in New York near her, a neighborhood she's been in. Uh, but that show was the definition of trash, though. Um, it was The message was so over the top of immigrants have a really hard time. And they need to learn all this stuff, and it's really unfair. The politicians don't help them. And uh, a million other really, really, like soapbox messages that are hit that hit you over the head yeah it's just not subtle at all and it's not funny no and and the thing is um you know people have complained a lot about you know sjw social justice warrior and you know i feel like a lot of times it's unwarranted it's a knee-jerk reaction if anybody has any sort of a message in a show but i have to agree with you i i was really rooting for cal pen i i don't 
love him as much as I love Bradley Whitford, but he was certainly a reason why I wanted to watch the show. Um, I like him. I, he does drama as well. He's on some political show or something with a president or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he's he did Survivor. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. So, he's fine as an actor. I mean, I don't think he's great. Um, but, you know, I think he's deserving of a shot of a show. Like, you know, I'm fine with... When I heard he got a show, I thought, oh, great. Let's see how this is going to turn it out. Not um, no. And, you know, it it, 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 it could have been one or the other. Like, if, if it's going to hit you over the head with a sledgehammer, then at least be hilarious, you know, funny. Um, but it's neither. So, it just made me feel uncomfortable. And, and I just thought, oh, this is, this is what people complain complain about so sadly i i definitely i would watch perfect harmony before i'd watch this which yes. is literally Ooh. nothing I no mean, no she's not she's not making that up it's i watched them back to back i watched them both yeah. this morning As and perfect I. harmony is like far superior to that wow. sunny side. oh my god yeah so there you go you have wow. that so you're saying that mu- instead of must see tv it's must flee tv <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. Yes. And wait. And the thing is, that's really sad about that is I missed the Thursday night NBC comedy block. You know, must see TV, like you said. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do because you know it. They the shows are every other half well, hour, so they're not. It's not even a block. So I'm going to have to like turn the TV out, turn the channel for thirty minutes. And come back. <laughs> Super inconvenient, right. guys. Super All inconvenient. Right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. And this is the last season. They're going out, apparently, with the big emotional roller coaster. Because this episode was a really... We talked about uh, This Is Us giving us a bizarre intro back into the season. And I feel like How to Get Away With Murder did something similar. Like, it's not that they brought us in with a bunch of strangers. It was just that they didn't start the, the action with the action. They're like, Annalise is hanging out in a rehab place with by a pool drinking eating fruit and you're just like wait what what's happening yeah uh it was so weird and it takes to the end of the episode to get back into the story and i was and and apparently we took this emotional break so that annalise could have an emotional break and a breakdown so uh greg what'd you think um yeah i mean i i i was really yeah i i I guess they were going for confusion i i would imagine (laughs) Um, because yeah, I mean, when we left Annalise, she was just, um, everyone was trying to figure out, or she was trying to figure out where Laurel was. Yeah. Cause she and got Laurel kidnapped. Disappeared with her baby. And so, and then they have to go through. Well, like, she actually, Laurel well, didn't disappear with her baby. They got, sep- they got kidnapped separately. We as the viewers know that. Well, okay. Well, they're both missing. Right. Uh, and so, you know, yeah. And you mentioned Annalise is in a rehab and then they have to do these bunch of flashbacks to see Annalise like drinking again and then like waking up, like doing a bunch of coke and then waking up so they could explain why we now have her in a rehab center. But, uh, but, oh no, but the bar isn't going to find out about any of this, even though she gave she, a fake show, name, even though she showed up in the hospital and, Oh, that's true. Know, she did oh, show up in the hospital. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, okay. So I guess I'm a stupid viewer, I guess. Cause I'm not <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was kind of wondering what they were doing because the last season we had such tension because of the assistant DA was murdered. And, oh, and then the head of that law firm got murdered too. Yeah. And yeah, the, Emmett, Emmett. Yeah, Emmett got murdered and everything and everything was really tense. And then all of a sudden, you know, we start the season off and, and it, 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 they, they kind of lost some of that. So, so yeah, I hope by, by the end of the episode, they were kind of getting us back into the story and I hope it. I mean, I'm I'm still definitely going to tune in, and so I hope the that was just that was, I, all I have to say was a, it was a bizarre way to start the new season. I don't understand what they were trying to do exactly. Uh, Allison, your thoughts? Yeah, well, they they started off also with you know a what I thought was going to be uh, a flash forward kind of thing because we see oh, Emily's the funeral in, right. in the at the funeral, and we end the same way, except it's obviously a different funeral, and this one is not uh, a a imaginary one although i think you know they love to fake out on this show so i don't think that it's as cut and dried as as it seems to be that oh yes we are really at annalise's funeral i mean maybe but maybe not um yeah so they I, announced I, that this is the last season and so they're just gonna kill her at the end is that what yeah i think that that's what they're trying to that's get what us they're to insinuating think because, at least yeah. yeah you know it's like who killed annalise 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm going to put out there that they're just, this is, this is actually just a way of flushing out uh, the, the governor and the rest of her, her minions and trying by pretending that Annalise has been killed and we're going to find out she's not really dead at the right, end. Right. Um, but I think, I mean, you know, it could, it could go either way with this show because they just love the little twists. But for, you know, for the most part, I don't know, I, you know, I'm so tired of the whole Laurel thing, Laurel and her baby issues. Well, I like that, that Annalise was like, we're going to say goodbye to them. Yeah, that was the, that was the one thing. It was like, yes, please, <laughs> let us say goodbye. That's good. Let's move on. Something else. Um, because it's just that that has gotten to be so stretched out. It's one thing when they did it one season, but they just keep dragging it on. The rest of the stuff I was interested in, I'm, I'm also curious with, uh, you know, they were talking about the Emmett being killed, but they, in, they intimated, oddly enough, that Tegan was the one who had something who to do with it. actually poisoned him, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we saw things happen that made us uh, believe she wasn't involved, but then they have little things like, you know, she's, she's left alone, and we see this little smile come onto her face, and the, when she dumps his glasses in the trash at the end... She's I, like, boy, it, bye! Yeah, exactly. It's, you know, I mean, it's so, so it makes you wonder, okay, was there really something that in, that, that had to do with her and as far as his death was concerned so we don't know that and and all the rest of that it's it's i mean let's face it there's no way i'm not going to watch because it's the last <laughs> the last season, season. come on yeah i'm still i i am genuinely intrigued where it's going to go right all right let's move on next up we're going to talk about the good place and this talking about the last season this is the last season of the good place and this episode sets up well i mean they set up the premise for it last season but um, I really do like the fact that they, they bring this old woman on and she won't talk. She's super quiet. And no matter what they do, she's like bored and not happy. And I was like, she's really strange. And I was like, she's a serial killer. Like <laughs> I kept thinking that they dumped a weird serial killer into the group because she wasn't behaving correctly. And I thought it was absolutely hilarious when they reveal it's just a demon. And I was like, oh, that makes sense too. And it was just, it, all of that ended up being really funny. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree. I thought it was uh, um, nice to see. It's sort of like we see the same characters uh, in a different light, in a different situation. Now they're they're you know trying to win this bet or this whatever that uh, to guarantee to save the save humanity, and uh, we see how they act in in the new situation. But it's the same characters acting, doing their thing. And we've, I, I think I've come to, to love the characters, so it's nice to see them get some, some novelty in, in their development. Right. Any other thoughts? Anybody else want to chime in? Yeah, I think it was still, um, it's, it's still uh, comical. I mean, especially when um, they have the, the person who, uh, and it's uh, like cheese was was Chidi's girlfriend. Right, the and university. she doesn't believe. Oh, she was she's hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah, she's like, oh, I'm in a coma. This can't <laughs> be real. And she just starts like wreaking havoc over the whole place. So I love that. And then, and of course, Eleanor, you know, she has the power to like try to put a lid on that, but she's so afraid that if she introduces her to Chidi that they're going to get back together again. And so she's, she's hesitant to do that. So I, I love the, the hesitation that she has, but you know, of course she's going to have to give in. Otherwise they're just going to, the whole thing is just going to fall apart. Well, the thing is, is they do bring in Chidi and it doesn't work because she doesn't believe Chidi's real. So even though she yeah, gave in yet, 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 correct. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. I know they will work on that. And you know, I, I hope that they, I don't want them to drag that out forever for her not believing that she's in the good place because I mean it worked fantastically for the first episode, but I might tire of it. I just, well, this just show say, never but, never goes too long. I've never seen well, that happen on this show. The plot well, they burn no, plot. No, really they, no, I think I remember last season or the season before. I mentioned something that I thought went on for an episode or too long. Maybe when she was in Arizona or wherever she was raised or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, the show is nearly perfect, so I don't need to dwell on that. But um, I will say something just because you brought up the old lady, um, whatever. It, you know, I it reminded me that the show literally is so um, 
what's the word, uh, not diverse, but that it really can do everything. Because that at the end, I've forgotten, and they've definitely done it before, um, but e- like they even got like slapstick you know, physical comedy, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, her punching and people flying, <laughs> you know, and hitting walls and things. I thought, oh my God, they can't even do slapstick right. I just, you know, it was just, you know, silly physical comedy and I it was just note perfect. So, I mean, yeah, I, I the show is so um, varied and complex and just kind of does everything right when they try it, you yeah, know, they, so... They- they move from the metaphysical to the slapstick and and, and everything yeah. in between. It's great. Yeah. 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 I do have to admit though, I was a little worried. I mean, aren't is isn't everyone trying to prove that people can, can be get better? Right. Yes. And so but then Jason goes and kills <laughs> goes and kills Janet's boyfriend. I'm like that's not going to work out well. I mean, how well, he's you... not being one of the ones. He's, he's not, not he's being not tested. Trial people. Yeah, he's not yeah, being he's tested. Not one of the test yeah. Oh, so, so it's okay to kill a a, a, a construct, right? They're not like a regular person. <laughs> yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's, he didn't kill a person. He killed the construct. Absolutely, I have no problem with that. And that dude's annoying. So whatever. Okay, All right, so let's move know? on. I think we're giving thumbs up for the oh, career. Yeah. Next up, we're going to talk about Killjoys, and this was the series finale, and it basically wrapped the entire show up in a nice, nice little bow. Everybody got a happy ending. And then Klein, Everybody Klein got, a got a happy ending, and I was crying. It was so the beautiful. The lady got a happy ending, oh. for God's sake. Yeah, even the lady got a happy well, ending. The la- I well, so I mean, the lady technically got blown up, but just a piece of her remained in the human. But the lady, the lady is that was that she got alien what she wanted. A dolly. She got what she wanted. She got a dolly. She got a doll. I'm serious. Like yeah, she wanted right. emotional, you know, a connection and an emotional whatever, and so she got it. She got a yeah, dolly. Yeah. You know. Klein got reunited with his wife. That's all I care about. <laughs> You're such a romantic. I am. I am. I, 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 I want to say this because um, I, you know, I am I am sad that the show is over, but I definitely think it needed to end. You know, I spoke to someone who who's really who's attached to the show and and was kind of talking about it. And I and I had said to him, um, you know, honestly, they could have ended it at five because I thought that this se- season finale, which I think they thought also was going to be the series finale. Um, I kind of just loved it where they defeated the lady and I thought it was kind of you know just really perfect i didn't mind the sixth season because i'm fond of the show and the characters and like you said they tied up everything you know with a nice bow it kind of reminded me of um i mean this is going to be a hilarious terrible hilarious comparison but this the last season of downton abbey um two shows that could not be any more different (laughs) Um, you know, it just that like it was sort of pointless, except just to wrap up all the stories and give you happy endings for all the characters. Um, but I, I thought it was a tiny bit weak. You know, I love the very last shot. It kind of like it ends as it began with them running out of a, you know, uh, a spaceship with their guns drawn and, and ready to kind of fight. And that's all great. And, and you know, but I, I thought it was a little too tidy and and I didn't need the, you know, annoying teenage version of the Green Lake. Um, you know, getting a dolly. I just thought that was a little much for me, but you know, I, I really I actually, did. I, I thought, laughed at it. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, think exactly. Else was... so, but but still, you know, hats off. They didn't drop the ball. It wasn't a <coughs> Game of Thrones. So I feel like <laughs> wow, that is never going to get old. Going to be bitter about that till my dying day. Yes. Yeah. No, this is like, who knew Killjoys was going to be like the least nihilistic show on television? Exactly. I, I was expecting Potter to come back. That was the only thing that didn't happen. They didn't bring Potter back from the dead. Yeah, they brought true. Pip back from the dead. I couldn't believe they brought Pip back. I was like, really? We get Pip back? But I'm only glad we got him for one episode because I actually found him annoying too. So I'm like, but I, I appreciated that he was back for, uh, what's her name? Uh, yes, for her. I thought that was sweet also. But again, yeah. too tidy. I'm not going to disagree. Well, I mean, I like the tidy. Wait a minute. I am disagreeing. I like the tidy. I thought it was very nice. I like the tidy, but it was just a little too much H-E-A. A A little bit. No, I'm good. I'm good. Everybody got a happy ending. The end. You said this this was season five. So do you mean... Say what? Yes. 
Sorry. I, was it? I thought it was yeah. season six. Yeah, there are yeah. only 50 episodes, 10 episodes per season. So you're, are uh, you saying you wish they had ended it last season with season four? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the fact that we had that weird prison, I mean, the whole everybody forgot their memories thing and then the prison ship thing, it just felt like they were spinning gears. A little um, bit. Here's my thing. Don't get me wrong. I love the show overall. However, comma, I think my favorite season is probably still one because I didn't like the lady in the the Holland or whatever is the big bads. I just thought that were it, it was so. No, Anila was, like, was Anila was a good bad guy. I liked Anila. Uh, she kind of bored like, me. <laughs> You're right. The lady, the woman that they have the actress playing the lady is just like this angsty teenager was annoying. Ugh. I never took her seriously. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. And Anila is just a chance to give Hannah John Kamen. See, I can do more things. I can stretch. I can play it's a different. Black. <laughs> but I thought the the first season when we seemed to be heading into a war. The potential for that and what they ended up with, I just thought that what they came up with for the big conflict wasn't as interesting as the lead up to the big conflict. Sure, I'd agree with that. But I think that overall I was happy with the series and I was happy with the ending because... Well, the characters are great. Yeah, because you love love hanging out with these people. I love their chemistry and the quips. And and the supporting characters from... from, um, Delsea to... Why can't I think of the dude's name? Uh, Free? Dupree, they're, oh, they're, they're, they're such fun supporting characters. Even the yeah. even the, the annoying boss guy, Killjoy. Yeah, but okay. oh yeah, red, redhead. Yeah, yeah. The, the ginger. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah. great. All right, so let's wrap this up. I think we're still giving it a thumbs up. I think yes. that's everybody's sure. still saying yes. All right, okay. so if you guys have any questions or comments, send them to tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weeknightplus, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.